Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle in Ex-Lesbian Podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. Today, I have a special guest. We're going to be speaking with Pastor Eli Lara, and we're going to be discussing uh, the LGBTQ and the church. So how has the church impacted uh, ministering the LT- to, to the LGBTQ, maybe in a negative way or even in a positive way? I know that over the past several decades, the church has done it wrong, and so I really just wanted to get your input um, as far as what you've seen as a pastor, um, as an evangelist, uh, this area. So welcome, Eli. How are you it's doing? Great. It's great to be here today, and it's a great question. So I think we have done it wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that we're a perfect church. We're not. I think we're learning. Uh, I think more that we study the Word of God, we have to follow the steps of Jesus. And I'll give you an example. The woman at the well, Jesus never rejected her. He saw an opportunity. Uh, you see it at the woman that was a prostitute, and, uh, you know, Jesus ministered. I think the Word of God says he cast out demons from this woman. And uh, and uh, and then how about the man that had a legion demons? I mean, he came running towards Jesus naked, and uh, Jesus set him free. And uh, Jesus took time to set him free, and it changed his life. I feel like what's been going on, Jessica, is that the church as well, if that person is gay, let's just push him away. And, uh, well, that's not the way to do things. I think um, I think all of us struggle with sin. It may not be an, an aspect of sexuality. It could be unforgiveness. It could be hate. It could be a lot of things that we struggle with. But sometimes we have to walk with certain people. And sometimes that walk could be hard. And it could be a process. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That means when you reject to understand the truth. So I think if you're the church or you're a Christian, you're pushing people away. You're not giving them that opportunity. The Bible says Jesus said you must carry your cross every day. And he was talking to everyone. So what does that mean? That means you have to deny yourself. So it's our job to teach people that are struggling with things to deny themselves and trust Christ. That's that's really good. I remember um, after God delivering me from homosexuality, uh, I met you and started coming to New Life, and it was just Bible study on Thursday nights. And now you've inv- evolved into a church, and you guys have been um, uh, a church for about six months now, which is absolutely uh, amazing. This church is really just growing, and it's there's so many people here that are, I think a lot of people are just drawn to you. And that was one of the things, um, one of the things that drew me to you was your love for people, um, meeting people where they were, not judging them. You know, sin is sin, right? But at the same time, you know how to walk with people where they are and you know when to say something, when to minister and when to just hold back because the Holy Spirit's kind of saying, not right now, they just need love. Absolutely. I agree with what you said, Jessica, because I have to, I have to evaluate that in the aspect of my personal life. I failed. I've made mistakes. How dare me try to make someone feel uh, unworthy or reject them, you know, when they're trying to seek the truth. I have to deal with my own things in my life, my own personal flesh. And in my private time, I have that argument with my flesh or myself saying, why did I think that? Why haven't I forgiven this person? Why am I like this? Who am I to go to someone and say, you have to be perfect from one day to another? It doesn't work that way. It's you know, you have to carry a cross every day. What do you mean? You have to deny yourself. The more you deny yourself, the more you give room for the Holy Spirit to work. And I'm, I don't want to say my age, but I'm an old man, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm 49 years old and I still ain't got it. 
I don't have it yet. I, I have to discipline this body. I have to put it into place. Can you imagine if God decided to reject me? Because when I sin, I don't sin towards men. I sin against God. So those that like to, to go out there and condemn people, that's wrong. Because let me tell you, God doesn't reject people. God corrects people. And it's our job to correct people in love, you know. Yes, tell the truth. I'm not saying not to speak the word, but how are you delivering the word? I stand on the word. I never walk away from the word. The word is the word, but it's how you deliver the word. And the thing about it is, it's not only that. Look how Jesus did it. Jesus was with the woman, the Samaritan. He wasn't supposed to be with the woman alone. That's what they taught back then. But Jesus didn't didn't have the human understanding he knew what that prostitute can do that samaritan and she did it she won the whole region because someone knew her life and you know what he didn't judge her and i'll give you one more peter peter denied christ three times when jesus sees him in the last chapter of john he never brings up the denial not one time he just says do you love me peter he says yes lord you know i love you then feed my sheep and that's so powerful. What does that tell us? It's a process. We still have this human body. And as we grow and walk with the Lord, that weight of 80% will go down probably all the way down to 15. I don't think you'll ever come everything totally uh, because you're flesh, but it won't control you. That will be the only difference. That's that's really, really good. I know that uh, in my past, uh, having been a part of the LGBTQ, I dealt with just a lot of Christians who were just really ugly and judgmental and, you know, just kind of treated me like a leper, I guess, you know, and it's like, no, you need to get clean, then come to church, not come to church filthy and, you know, expect for us to to greet you uh, with a warm welcome. And I'm, I'm having a conference, Pursue Conference 2019 at the Far Events Center and and, uh, here in Texas, and I'm super excited about that. And so in that, you know, I'm going to different churches and I am briefly talking about the conference, what it's about, giving them details. And, you know, there's going to be ex-LGBTQ there, people who have been delivered from homosexuality, people from all across the United States. I'm so excited. But sometimes I get one or two people who just kind of have like a hardened heart, you know. And so as I'm selling tickets in the foyer, you know, I've had twice uh two women um separate occasions they've come up to me and they're just like you know well they're they're just really off-putting they're just like well how do you minister you know um how do you love you have to just tell the truth the truth hurts the truth da 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 and I was taken back years right to to just remembering how the church treated me as a homosexual when I was in that lifestyle. And it was almost just them coming off from a space of just being, um, I'm right, you're wrong. This is how I am. This is how I'm going to deliver the word and I'm not going to change it, you know? And, um, and I think that we really have to really just look at our delivery. Uh, and then I think people like that have their own issues, you know, most definitely. And it's, it's difficult and it's very off-putting to, to people who struggle with homosexuality. And then you have people that, that don't, that stop coming to church, that push away from God totally because of Christians who supposedly show the hands and feet of Jesus, but their delivery is so off-putting. But you, you know, uh, thank you, Jessica. You know, it, it's the it's the church not teaching properly. For example, I'll give you an example. I can't treat someone that's struggling with homosexuality differently than someone that's been cheating his wife continuously. 
I'm going to break down with that person that's cheating on his wife saying, hey, I, I own up to it. It's like someone that's struggling with uh, homosexual feelings and I, I, have a, I have an issue. I desire a man knowing that I'm a man. What, I'm just going to push him away? No. Uh, he's acknowledging he needs help. You know, the Bible says that God has given us all authority, you know, and we pray for those people. We cry with those people, and we patiently, the Bible says we have to be patient with people, and we walk them through with love, you know. Uh, the only time Jesus got really upset was at the Pharisees. And uh, sometimes we really can't blame the people that you run into. It's the way they've been taught. And sometimes there's been a lot of legalistics. You know, we look down on people. Sometimes I see people on Facebook, you know, uh, saying things, you know, really malice. You know, I, I get it. There's some people in the church that have watered down the message. I disagree with that, too. Uh, there has to be a balance. But when it comes with individual, when they were looking for hope or they're looking for deliverance, we have to be their unconditional love and lead them to the cross let me get it again lead them to the cross in love with truth not making them feel uncomfortable because all of us all of us come short from the glory of god all of us i do i mean i can't judge anyone because i struggle well i've made some bad mistakes if you would get my things out of my closet oh man it would be it's not a good thing thank god that i sinned against god and not you and i asked god to forgive me and god forgave me these people are coming for help and we need to help them I'm not saying accept what they say or what the word of God says to them. We stand on truth, but I love what you said is the way you deliver the message. And I think that's so important because when you got God's love, you'll have so much compassion. The Bible says that Jesus looked at the multitude. I wonder how many homosexuals were in that multitude. And the Bible says that he had compassion on them. Think about that for a second. He had compassion on them. Amen. So, Pastor Eli, what would you say to the person who is, let's say, a homosexual and doesn't feel the need to change um, or a homosexual who is trying to change and just feeling that tug towards, uh, you know, God just telling them that, hey, this is not the lifestyle that I want you to live. What would you say to them as a pastor? Well, first of all, if you choose not to want to change, I can't interfere with that, Jessica. That's their choice. Uh, that's something as long as you're alive, there's always going to be hope. Uh, I remember in the Bible when the prodigal son told his father, give me everything. Another give me inheritance. What does that mean? He says, you're not you don't mean nothing to me. You're dead to me. Give me what belongs to me and see you later. And he left never thinking his life he would ever come back. So when someone comes to you and says, well, I'm never going to change, you still love them. You still pray for them because that's their understanding. But you never know what can happen in the future. Your prayers and other people's prayers can put them in a situation where the scales of his eyes come down. And the Bible says that the prodigal said, came to. <laughs> that's a deep word. Came to. And, whoa, it opened his eyes. He said, oh, man, I, I've done something wrong. And, and guess what? The father never correct, uh, corrected him in the aspect of you loser. Get out of here. Look what you did. You, no, he gave him more. There's power in restoration. So if they don't want, let them go. Just pray for them. You know, just if someone comes to you, I don't want to change just what I believe. It's okay. I'm going to pray for you. We love you. You know, if you need your tire change, we'll change your tire. If you need your heart, we keep on being Christians regardless of what they say. Second thing, after you're there and you're, you're struggling with homosexual feelings, but you know it's wrong and you want to change, well, you have to decide. The word is decide. You have to decide to change them. And decisions are very important. And what I mean by decisions, you have to decide every day to seek the Lord. Again, I said the wages of sin is death. When you decide to change your mindset 
and pursue God, no matter how hard the temptation is, no matter how hard the desire is, when you decide to fight the flesh, because it says you must love God with all your mind, heart, and soul. Your heart loves God, but your mind and your soul want something else. You have to submit mind, heart, and soul to God, because that's the number one commandment. Because you need to decide day by day. It may take you a year. It may take you three years. It may take you five years. But God knows that you're trying, and he will help you. I will give you this example. There's a guy, a friend of mine that I knew. He's a pastor right now. He struggled with uh, drugs. And he would go to church. He loved going to church. He would feel the presence of God. But every time he would go and do drugs. Every time he would put that little bottle, smoke bottles, I don't know how, what it, I don't know anything about that, but he would tell me he was in drugs. So eight years in it, going to church for five years, he would always feel convicted because he would always go back to drugs. One day there was a movement of God at his church and he went back that the urge to do drugs and he just started crying, God, I don't want to do this. I've been asking you for eight years. I'm tired of this. Please take this away from me. And he says that when he turned on the drugs to do it and smoke or whatever it's called, that he took it. The moment he took it, he felt like something exploded. And he blacked out on the ground for maybe an hour, two hours. He woke up and just started weeping. And from that day, he never had a desire wow. for drugs. He has been set free. And he's a pastor today, does not have a desire. So who am I to judge you when you're in that process? God's timing is greater than my timing. And right now he's a pastor, beautiful family. So my advice to you, if you really want to change, decide to the change, do the steps. If you slip back, just get up and keep moving forward. And God will make you the person you're supposed to be. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, Pastor Eli. I appreciate it. Love you dearly. Um, thank you for tuning in for the victory is greater than the struggle next lesbian podcast. And if you're in the local area, McAllen, and you are checking out churches, you're trying to find a church that'll love you right where you are. Come check out New Life Family Church. What's the address? It's 20, uh, 2109 Nolana. We're right in the heart of McAllen between 23rd and Bicentennial. 2109 Nolana Avenue. Awesome. So check it out. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast. Leave a five star, leave a review. I love you guys and I'll see you next time.